0: Hey, it's Avi with the next episode of the Project Do It Yourself podcast. I'm so excited for our guest this week, Billy, who will be joining in just a few minutes. But first, I want to say that this podcast is sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. If you're looking to start a DIY project and want to talk to somebody who has some experience doing it, connect with us at projectdoityourself.com, where you'll find a link to our Discord channel. I'm here with Billy. Hey, Billy. Hi. Hey. Hey, Avi. So I'm excited to have you on the show. And I really want to know about why you built your first computer. What was it like, and why did you do it? Well, I
1: built my first computer a long time ago. I guess I, I built it to play games, basically. That was my main motivator. I think that the first graphics card that I purchased for the purpose of building a PC is a 9700, like the ATI 9700 Pro, I think. Or actually, I got the 95. 9,500 Pro. That's like the cheaper version of (laughs) 9,700 Pro. (laughs) That was a long
0: time ago. (laughs) So what were the games you were playing at the time? Do you remember?
1: At the time, it was Counter-Strike, Quake 3. There's a game called Giant's Citizen Kabuto, where there's three factions. One is a giant Godzilla-like monster, and then there's a bunch of little space marines with jetpacks. Oh, man. And also aquatic race of, of creatures that, that inhabit the island so there's a lot of there's three campaigns basically and then a crazy multiplayer mode where one person can be a big monster and other people can be little marines with jetpacks
0: uh, that's really cool so how did you decide that this was the right thing to do did somebody give you parts or did you buy all these things on your own
1: so i think back then i i didn't know i was not wise because i was
0: 13 or 12. Or I don't know.
1: I, I would read PC Gamer magazine. And I think every month they had several different builds. They had the enthusiast build. I don't think they called it this, but they had like the, you know, the enthusiast build, and then they had some more economic mm. options. That's where I picked it up.
0: Nice. So PC Gamer influenced you and, and helped you get to the point where you felt confident enough to, to build it?
1: Before I built a computer, I did an upgrade of an old Dell that I had. So that, that was a pretty tense upgrade because I'd never done it before, but it all worked out. I managed to replace the video card. One memory I actually have is I think that my father helped me and he didn't really have any extra knowledge that, that I didn't, but
0: he, <laughs> but he, was, he had
1: years of experience of doing frustrating things He'd be there for a little moral support. But one memory that I have of this is that there's a little screw that secures the video card in place and the card doesn't come with a screw. So, we removed the screw and it fell into the computer. And my dad didn't notice, but it was already gone. So, when we were trying to put in the new one and he was asking, where's the, you know, there should should be a screw or something, I was like, yeah, you you dropped that into the, (laughs) into the, a while ago. And we managed to get it out, but that was a, yeah, trying times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. So, you started with upgrading, you switched into building your first computer. What, before you even did the Dell, what what got you into technology?
1: My my family got a four eighty six back in I, I can't I, I guess nineteen ninety three I'm thinking so or, that sounds or about right ninety four maybe <laughs> uh, yeah ninety three probably it had a modem I remember which is crazy this isn't necessarily what got me into technology but mm. it's just some cool stuff I really liked uh, I really like video games I don't mm. know if you know that about me um, <laughs> I really like games I was always just really fascinated by the options of computers versus Mm. like even when game consoles were technically superior maybe i I would prefer to to just use the computer all the customization and experimentation i I learned learned a little q basic somewhere that's where it all started
0: what things do you enjoy doing that are most similar to building a computer or another question would be what skills would you say are associated with building
1: building a pc is not quite as difficult as people imagine because the parts are meant to go together. I think that it's most similar to, I hadn't really thought of this before, but it's a lot like just uh, building Legos. And that was something else that I liked doing. It's just making Lego sets and experimenting. Although I would never just experiment with building a computer, but it's the same, uh, <laughs> it's the same idea of putting the things together or following the kit, following the instructions on the Lego kit.
0: So to you, it's very cut and dry. There's instructions, you can follow them and get from point A to point B. Yeah, have something it works at the end.
1: Yeah, there's also a step always at the end of building every PC where you press the power button and it doesn't turn on. And then, <laughs> and then and then it becomes like a two grand panic where you recheck everything and worry about how much money possibly you you've invested in a paperweight. Or, you know. But it always works out at the end, but that's a crucial
0: step. Okay, what are some other hobbies you got into after you built a computer?
1: After I built a computer, I got into... I guess you could say digital art for the first uh, creative works using the computer there's there's many of them actually the first uh, thing i can recollect that fits the bill there was a piece of software called microsoft 3d movie maker have you heard of it yeah i used to use it amazing oh that was my jam my brother and i would make just crazy movies And, and most of my movies would end up being one scene like five seconds long. And there'd just be like some little gag. My, my brother would make more thought out scenes and story. He was younger than me. So it would, it would be pretty zany. But he had one story of a scientist discovering aliens are real. And then the like, <laughs> UFO comes to the town and then the aliens are defeated by something, someone kicking the UFO off of a building or something like that.
0: I think I need to see that again. Is that the one where like you could choose different scenes and you could put the object in those scenes? There was a, a castle or like some sort of big house.
1: Yeah, there's lots of scenes with camera angles and actors and all the best stuff. They stop using the actors or they stop using objects for a lot of things and just start using lots of spheres and cubes and everything to build each character and object out of so that they can get unlimited angles and all of that. But animating it must be insanely frustrating because you have to move each of those objects independently on a timeline.
0: That sounds like too much for me to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, after that, that, that kind of got me wet wet my palate. And after that, I really got into Macromedia Flash, which got bought by Adobe. And I made a number of zany movies and games. And that's what kind of got me into doing uh, game development and programming in general, I think it was, it was really flash which is nuts
0: (laughs) that's pretty cool it sounds like your initial project sparked a lot of different avenues and one thing led to the next to get you to the point where you are right now so when was the last time you built a a computer most recent Mm
1: -hmm. time yeah let me let me check my amazon purchase history
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh you know what i i
1: know i actually know the the answer so last christmas i received an oculus rift s for christmas and when I tried to use it, it did not work because the, the USB, even though my motherboard said USB 3.0, it was the wrong. It was like an early USB 3.0 or something weird. So I I got, my friend lent me a PCI card that had USB 3.0 slots in there and I put it in my computer without turning off the power supply first. And then I couldn't get the computer to turn back on. I don't know what- Oh uh, no. I don't know which piece broke, what happened, but I used that as an excuse to basically completely rebuild. So that was on December 26th,
0: (laughs) 2019. (laughs) What a a Christmas gift. Yeah. Um. To yourself right there. A gift
1: that keeps on giving.
0: So your last build was only a year ago. Are there any lessons learned you would uh, change for the next build? Or maybe you can um, think about the, the previous before, one before that. Like, what are some things you would do differently?
1: Yeah, so there's been many builds in between. I think that one of the most frustrating things about, about making a PC is the wire management and just the amount of space in the case. So now when I buy a case, the last case I bought is massive. It's basically the biggest case that you can get. And (laughs) and that was, it was nice for fitting everything in, keeping everything organized. The drawback is that it's extremely heavy and that when I had to move, it it was extremely difficult to get it down the stairs. It was Hmm. like a very, it was probably one of the more more dangerous things I've done in my life. When (laughs) I finished it, I was like, wow, I can't believe I didn't die. (laughs) But yeah, wire management, I think with the recent build, because I was under pressure to, normally I wouldn't, I was not going to upgrade at that, at that point in time, I, I was, it was in a, like an emergency build. So tech wasn't where I wanted it to be. With CPUs, they come on different, every couple of years, they change the socket for the CPU. And that means that you need to get a motherboard that's compatible with that socket and everything has to be compatible And the the CPU socket is really what usually changes and that you're unable to upgrade. So I wanted to wait until AMD went to the next socket type because there's rumors that they were going to change their socket. And I don't know if they did or not since then, but that was the one questionable thing about my build because you can upgrade most stuff. But if you stuck with a older motherboard, then you're limited by that. And it becomes extremely frustrating to replace that piece because everything plugs into it. Another reason why that piece is frustrating to replace is because windows detects what your motherboard is. And if you change your motherboard, then they expect you to buy windows again. So I called them up and after a pretty pain-free two
0: hour phone call, they, (laughs) uh, they gave me a new key, but it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. Makes sense. Before I let you go, do you have any interest in sharing your games URL so people could find you if they want to? Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you want to play any of the games I've made, they're at dairy.dog, and that will link you straight to my my itch page, my itch.io profile, which has a number of games on it.
0: Awesome. And we'll be sure to include a link in the podcast description. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Billy, for joining.
1: Oh, it's great. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here.
0: Interested in seeing the games that Billy wrote? Check them out. At dairy.dog. That's the website, dairy.dog. This podcast was sponsored by Project Do It Yourself. Connect with us at projectdoyourself.com, where you can sign up for our listserv and hear about upcoming workshops. The theme song was written by Arlen Strassman. Do you know anybody who wants to be on the show? Email me at podcast at projectdoityourself.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.